So here we have church on Pentecostal Sunday. This is the Sunday that the Spirit of God came in to the church. And from that time forward, the church has been changed. It's been changed because of what heaven did, not because of what man did. And we have a church today, yes, because of the faithfulness of the church people. We have it because people have stuck together in the midst of some very tough times that have went on in the world. But we have a church because Jesus, because Jesus ascended into heaven and he sent his Holy Spirit so that we could have a church. And the Holy Spirit shows up today. Are you ready for the Holy Spirit to show up today? Now what if he shows up and he lands right on your shoulder? Are we ready for the Holy Spirit to really come into the church the way he came into the church when the church was born? I am too, Donna. I'm ready for the Spirit of God. Um, Pastor Jim Wright told me one time, and I've heard him say this many times, the Holy Spirit's not weird. But when he comes in, there is a change. Something happens. Something takes place. And the only thing that can really take place that means anything for eternity's sake is when the Spirit of God comes in and touches the heart of the human race. Are you ready for the Spirit of God to touch your heart? I want to be changed today. I don't want to leave church the same today as I came into the building. If there's an offense in my heart, I want it gone. If there's an aggravation in my heart towards anybody, I want it gone. If there's something going on in my life that's not pleasing to God, I want it out of my life right now. Willful or unwillful, I want it gone. Because if it's not pleasing in the sight of God, we don't need it in our lives. If it's a way of speaking, I want it out of my life if it's not pleasing to God. If it's just listening to the wrong voices. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. No other will they follow. I want to challenge us not to follow the voices of negativity. I want to challenge us not to follow the voices that don't come from heaven. I want my voice to come from heaven. I want the words that come from my mouth to come straight from heaven. Because the things that come from heaven are the things that are going to last for eternity. All the things we put our hands to without Christ's involvement is going to be of nothing at the end time. But everything done in Christ will last. I believe that with all of my heart. The fervent prayer of a righteous. The purpose of prayer. Prayer is the communication between you and God. They say, on average, that most church people who attend church on a very regular base pray less than eight minutes a day. And over eight hours a day on the internet. Do you see that there's something not right in the spiritual lives of us church folks? I'm guilty a lot of the times of getting on there and Googling all this stuff, watching all these YouTube videos. I watch preachers preach. I love to watch the preachers preach. I love to watch, oh my goodness, I, I love to watch Robert Morris. I love to watch Harold John Wesley. He's a Baptist preacher. I love to watch some of these guys that, Oh my goodness, some of them I don't even agree with 100%, but I still watch them. I love to watch old T.D. Jakes. Does anybody like to watch T.D. Jakes? He might take something and throw. He might take a luggage and throw it out in the audience. 
You can't beat Crefo Dollar either, can you? But we need to be a people who pray. We need to be a people who get down on our hands and our knees and we cry out to God for mercy, for grace, for forgiveness, for deliverance, for the power of Almighty God to come into the place and to change us into the image of Jesus Christ. I want to be changed into the very image of Christ today. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, just stay with me. It says, what things soever ye desire. What are you desiring today? When you pray, believe that ye have received them, and you shall have them. What are you praying for? I believe if we pray according to God's will, God is going to come down into the midst. See, here's where we get mixed up with this Bible verse. And other Bible verses similar to it. We start praying all of our flesh desires. All the things we want. Right here, what we're talking about is when the church comes together and we begin to pray. When the church begins to pray together and work together, there is a power called unity that God works through. And when we pray according to His will, when we pray, what are we praying for? God knows what we're talking about. Does God know what we're praying about? And what we're praying for. Am I praying for the things? Am I getting the source of the things I'm praying for from heaven? Am I hearing the voice of God speaking? And saying, here's my church. We need to pray. We need to call out to God. Are we praying for revival? Are we praying for salvation? On average, in America, the average church sees three salvations a year. I think we need to have a prayer meeting. It is God who saves people. I think we need to get with Jesus and start praying for the lost loved ones in our families. When we start praying and calling out to God, when we, we, see there's a key word there, we, when we pray together, when we call upon the name of the Lord together, something mighty takes place in the life of the church. And when something mighty takes place in the life of the church, those who are on the outside, they start hearing. Now, they, they can understand in their own tongue, but they need to come into the church to be able to get the full, the full reign. Amen. Amen. Come on, little girl. Amen. I like noise. That's good. After we'll get all the little kids in here so they can shout and praise the Lord. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Turn over there with me. Acts chapter 2, the birth of the church. When the day of Pentecost had fully come. Hmm. What we have right here is 10 days after, after the ascension of Jesus Christ into heaven. Ten days later, we have the apostles, we have the disciples, we have the followers of Jesus, 120 of them up in the upper room in prayer. Now, the 120, there is something very significant about 120. See, back in that day, if you wanted to be called a synagogue, a temple recognized by Jerusalem, you had to have at least 120 people. And if you only had 119 people, 
the religious people of the time, they didn't even see you as a church. We got 120 at church today. We got the Holy Spirit getting ready to come into the, into the service today. There is no better news than that. He was going to come into the service or not, but man was going to recognize it now. Man had to recognize it because there's 120 of them up there in that upper room. Now we're a church. And man has stamped its approval upon us. Now what's going to happen at the church service today? 120 of them. What are they doing? They're praying. They're calling out to God. They're in fear because they don't know what in the world the future holds. Do you know what the future holds? Well, I know this about the future. Jesus is going to bust that eastern skyline wide open and he's going to blow a trumpet and the dead in Christ are going to be risen and we who remain are going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Ever what side of it we're on? Ever what side of it we're on? God's going to bring us together with the glorified body. We don't know what we shall be, the Apostle John said, but we do know this. As Jesus is, and so the way we'll be. Here's what we know. We know that he ate with them. He drank with them. He had fellowship with them. He continued to teach them. He walked with them on the road to Emmaus. He spoke to them. He loved on them. He corrected them. He brought them to a mountain, and he ascends up, and there were some there that doubted. Remember that. There were some there that doubted. I believe that there will always be the scoffers, the mockers, and the doubters to the things that God is doing in your life. What are you going to do about it when people scoff and mock and, and have doubts about you? Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep going forward. I'm not going to let that stuff stop me. Jesus said, beware, when all men speak well of you, well, let's just keep on going. Let's keep on walking because we're walking towards the kingdom of Almighty God in obedience to God's word. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord. All strife and all division had left. The things about the differences between John and Peter, they were gone. We don't have strife and division in the place the Holy Spirit of God can work. Where strife and division and malice and bitterness exist, the Spirit of God is not going to work among us. If it's in my heart, Lord, get it out of me. Because if it's in my heart, it hinders the entire church. They were all with one accord. In one place. Now I've got this part underlined in my Bible. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house. I'm going to stop right there for a minute. I'm okay if the Holy Spirit comes in here today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. So we have Pentecost has fully come. 
into the place. We are recognized by the scribes and the Pharisees as a legitimate group of people who can meet together and be called a church. We have suddenly a sound from heaven. Have you ever wondered what that sound was? Maybe it was something like this. Jesus is alive. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Maybe it was something like this. He is risen just like he said. They were a lot louder. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And the people on the outside could hear. You know what that means? That means that it was not just Peter's mouth and John's mouth and James's mouth and Thaddeus who were proclaiming this. Because all the people around could hear. I want the city of Eden, I want Rockingham County to hear that there's unity at Trinity Westland. I want the people to know that they can come to this church. They can come to this place. And that they can hear the word of God preached and proclaimed and sang. And we can know that we are worshiping God. And people out there can feel welcomed into this place. Not because we're a denomination. But because we are a church born of almighty God. And if people start hearing that. Oh my goodness. Let's go ahead and get the building fund started. Because there's nothing that can stop God. The only thing that will stop God is us. That's the only thing that will stop him. Verse 5. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, it was a sound. It came in as a mighty rushing wind, but it was a sound from heaven. Here's what I believe took place that day. I believe Jesus opened up the window in heaven... Stuck his head out that window of heaven and shouted. And I believe when he shouted, he was speaking into the life of the church. It was a sound from heaven. And when people hear, didn't Jesus say, my sheep? They hear my voice. They know my voice. And no other voice will they follow. And when they heard the voice of Jesus speaking, just like through the windows, the voice of Christ comes into the church. Mm. people got saved that day do you know why people got saved that day because the people in the church got rid they got rid of all of their differences for a moment they got rid of all their opinions and they said yes Lord yes Lord even so Lord Jesus come soon the witness of our living Savior in the church today If there's one that's lost in our midst, the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart in a powerful way, with a a voice of love, with mercy, and with grace. Is he dependent upon the church? Yes, he's dependent on the church to be in one accord, in one place, with one vision. Jesus is alive. I can hear Jesus as he opened that window. I'm alive. I'm here, I'm doing the work that I was called to do. You do the work you're called to do. Can you see that little church that Sunday morning? Or that ever what day of the week it was? 
doesn't matter what day of the week it was. don't matter what time it was. We just know that heaven opened up a window and God started speaking. And through the windows of the church, the Spirit of God came in. And the, the analogy was, wow, it was like a rushing mighty wind. What did it feel like when you got filled with the Spirit of God? I, I'd tell you what happened to me, but it might scare you. Jesus is alive and salvation is here. Then they were all amazed and marveled. Who was amazed and marveled? It was the ones in the church. Jesus, amaze us. A marvelous right now, Holy Spirit. I can hear him say, don't tempt me. Amaze us, oh God. I want to be marveled by the things that come from heaven. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to be surprised. We don't have to wait to get to heaven to be marveled. There's somebody out there that Jesus wants to save. There's a lost loved one out there that Jesus wants to save. There's somebody out there that Jesus is wanting to heal. There's somebody out there that Jesus wants to deliver. There's somebody out there that Jesus wants to show them the right path. You know who Peter, James, and John were? They were rough fishermen. You know who these disciples were? They were rough. They, were, they, they weren't trained. They weren't highly educated. And Jesus took those young men and he flipped the world upside down. What in the world could he do with Trinity Wesleyan right now? He could flip this whole place upside down with us if we'd be willing to receive from heaven and get rid of all of the concepts and all the ideas of how things should be. How should it be? It should be exactly the way it is right now because this is the way God orchestrated it. No man orchestrated this. This comes right from the throne room of heaven. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? What was taking place was there were people from all around Asia, all around Africa, all around Spain, all around Rome, all around the known world, all around, and they were of, of different languages. And as the voice from heaven sat on the men and the women of God in that upper room, the ones on the outside, the ones on the outside got curious. They got confused because they couldn't understand. When God does his work in the church, you might not understand everything. And the witness and the interpretation will have to come into your heart. Is that of God or is that not of God? And let the spirit of Almighty God, because not every spirit is of God. And the Bible teaches us to test the spirits. Test it to see if it's right. Test it to see if it's wrong. Is it right? Is it wrong? What's going on up there in that little church building? What's going over there behind that church building in that gymnasium? People from all over and they could hear their own native language. If there was an English person who spoke English, they could understand in English. If there was a Spanish person there, they could understand in Spanish. If there was an Asian, they could understand in Asia. Remember what they speak. Chinese, Japanese, Russian. 
German. They were all able to hear the voice of God speaking. And they heard the voice of God speaking through the church because the church was unified. Because they were in one accord. And the homes that are divided today need to repent and get right with God. Husband and wife come together as one. Be united. Not because you agree on every single little thing that goes on inside the house. The way she makes the bed up. The way I make the bed up. Are we going to even make the bed up this morning? Are the dishes washed? Come together in one accord and be together. Because this thing is bigger than me. This thing is bigger than you. This thing is bigger than this gymnasium. And it's bigger than your household. It's all about the kingdom of Almighty God. And that's what we have to work for. That's what we have to serve. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's our master. He's the one we follow. No other voice will we follow. The direction of the world's moving fast. And Jesus keeps moving in the direction of God's will. Don't get off of the direction and go in the direction of the world. You go in that direction, you're going to find yourself far, far away from Jesus because Jesus isn't stopping. He's moving forward. In the exact opposite way of the Lord. The world goes one direction, Jesus goes in another direction. Can't serve two masters. It's not possible not possible to serve man and the Bible says mama, money, the way of the world that's what that means we're followers of Jesus Christ and we know where to go we know the direction to go because our shepherd our shepherd speaks to us and he leads us and this day he speaks from heaven to the church, to the whole church Jesus help us So they were all amazed and perplexed. So they were amazed and perplexed. Saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Here's what it means. Salvation is here. Jesus is alive. The church has a job. The church has a work to do. The church has something that we can actually do. We can go out there into this world and we can proclaim that our Lord, our Savior, He's alive. You know we cannot go to His grave and visit His grave. We can't go to His grave and put flowers down. You know why? He's not there. Yes, He's alive and He's well. And he's, he's, he's ready to come back at any moment. Right when the Father says, Jesus, you go down there and get that church. Go down there and get my people. And when that takes place, nothing in this world is going to stop him. Nothing in this world stopped him when he came the first time. He fulfilled his purpose. We have to fulfill our purpose as a man, as a woman, as a young adult. This world, it's got tons of temptations for these ones who were up here on this platform. How few will actually say, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus because it's only the things of Christ that are going to last in the end. I'm not going to be able to stand there before God someday when he says, why should I let you in? Oh, Lord, I, I saw demons cast away. I have seen that. I saw the sick. I saw the sick healed. I've seen people touched. 
Jesus said, not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Oh, God, oh, God in heaven, have mercy on us and show us your will. Show us your purpose. And if we're going to be able to follow the purpose and the will of Almighty God, we've got to allow the Spirit of God to speak to the church. And if the Spirit of God does not speak to the church, we're going to be out there just wandering around, floating around just like the rest of the world, lost world. But we are the church. We are the men and the women of God who call out to God for salvation. We're the ones who call out for deliverance and healing. For the power of Almighty God to heal our families. To touch our lives. To be with those who we're so concerned about. If we're not concerned about them in the church, what's the world going to do to them? They're going to chew them up, eat them up, spit them out. But we love them. We care for them. And we want for them. We want for them the things of heaven. We want for them the good things from God. That's what I want for my children and my grandchildren. That's what I want for your children, Herb. We pray for them all the time. Your grandbabies. That's what we pray for. Now, when we pray together in one accord, heaven hears us. Just like the church heard Jesus this day. Now we can speculate a whole lot about what was taking place. We can speculate about all the gifts, all the miracles, all the things that marveled those people that day. But the greatest thing that ever happened was when that church came together in one accord and they got rid of all of their differences. Peter, I got to get some of this stuff... Peter, we got to to talk to you, Peter. John, John, come here. It don't matter if you can outrun him. Peter, it don't matter if you can outfish him. Philip, come on, stand up, Philip. You've been under that fig tree for way too long. There's something to do. Something to do, James. John, it doesn't matter who has those positions in heaven someday. It doesn't matter who thinks they're the greatest or the smartest. No, it doesn't. It's all about Jesus or it isn't nothing at all. Has absolutely nothing to do with my denominational affiliation. Has nothing to do with anything in life. It has everything to do with Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And I'm thankful the Wesleyan Church puts their stamp of approval on that. Praise the Lord for the Wesleyan Church. The time had fully come. And suddenly there came a sound. A sound from heaven. And oh, I believe that sound from heaven is here today. James chapter 5, verse 13 through 20, real quick. New King James Version. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Hmm, I'm going to pause because I hear pages. Pages. Yesterday at my dad's funeral, I told my family and the friends and some from here were able to come. Jim was able to find it. He let us know that. He found it. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being there. But this is not just, this is what I shared with my family. This is not just a book. This is not just paper. This is not just black and red ink. This is living because Jesus is here in this word. And if it's living, it's only living because Jesus is inside of it. And if you want to be alive, 
in your body, you better let Jesus get in your heart because your body, without Jesus in it, oof. What is it? Dead. It's a bag of bones. But with Jesus in it, the bones start rattling. How much time do I have? We could go over to Ezekiel chapter 37. Don't you want the bones to start rattling and quit hurting? I want them to start rattling and not hurting. I want them to start rattling to the point that people around us notice something's happening. Yes, there's a momentum here. There's a big momentum here. What's the momentum? The momentum is that Jesus has called out this church and he has spoken into it life. And life to the full and life more abundantly. Have we got to James yet? Oh, I want to go to Ezekiel. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith. Listen to this, verse 15. And the prayer of faith, because you need to activate your faith for something and for somebody. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Listen, the effective, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Man of God, pray. Man of the house, pray. Woman of God, pray. Woman of God in the house, pray. Dad, pray. Mom, pray. Pastor, pray. Church leaders, pray. I believe we had 13 on the prayer, prayer last night. 13 phones in. That was probably a lot more than 13 on there. Thank you all for praying for me. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah. A man just like you and me, men. You know what that means? That means that he put his shoes on the exact same way we put our shoes on. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. It didn't rain because the man of God prayed that it wouldn't rain. Why didn't it rain? Because the man of God prayed that it wouldn't rain. Somebody needed to be woke up. They were dependent on rain too much. They didn't have enough of the Spirit of God in them. So the man of God saw it and he began to pray. God, what do you need? I'm going to tell you something I don't believe. I don't believe that God just sent COVID-19 to us, but I do believe that he's used it for the good of heaven. Maybe there were some things that God wanted to shake and rattle and roll around. Because that which is meant for evil, doesn't the Bible say God will turn it and use it for good? Well, I'm going to believe that God's going to turn COVID upside down and use it for good. So Elijah, he prayed that it wouldn't rain for three and a half years. It didn't. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain. And he sent his little servant out. He said, go look, I'm praying that it'll rain. What are you praying for? He knew that when he prayed that it wouldn't rain, that it stopped raining. Now he's praying that it will rain. We need rain. We need water. He starts praying. He sends his servant boy out. 
go out there and look up into the sky. Do you see anything? Young boy comes back and says, no, I don't see nothing. He says, go back, I'm still praying. Keep looking. And the man of God is praying earnestly and effectively, and he's crying out to God. And I believe the very moment we start crying out to God, quit gossiping so much and talking about all the things we used to have and how much we loved them and all we like. God in heaven, what do you have for us right now? Little boy came back. He said, I don't see anything. Elijah got down. He's praying hard. He's grabbing a hold of the horns of the altar of heaven. And he's crying out to God for a miracle. He's crying out to God for help. Young boy goes back out. And he looks up into the sky. And he sees a cloud about the size of a man's fist. He comes back and he tells the man of God, Hey, I saw a small cloud, but it was only about the size of a fist. The man of God jumped up. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We better get ready. There's where I'm going back to T.D. Jakes. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, church. An old African-American pastor would preach sometime. He wouldn't say anything to his church, but get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Are we getting ready? Because it's getting ready to rain. I'm not looking for rain today. But I am looking for the Spirit of God to come in this place and to drive out divisions, to drive out malice, to drive out evil speak. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for God to bring his will into the place and to speak so that the man and the woman of Almighty God can hear the voice of God. What's going to happen? Well, we better go tell that king and that queen. You know, Ahab and Jezebel, we better go, we better go talk to them. You better get yourself ready for rain because God's on the move and God's doing something in the church. And oh, that little bitty cloud, the little bitty, the little bitty cloud that I believe can represent our little bitty bit of faith. Oh, you have little faith, but we have a little bit. And Jesus, I remember when you said, Jesus, I remember when you said, just the faith of a mustard seed, that little bitty bit of faith. Jesus, would you take my little, little, little bitty bit of faith and would you do something in this world with it? Jesus, help us. Jesus, help us. How in the world my Bible got flipped over to Samuel chapter 30, I'll never know. I thought I was still in the Acts. Man of God, pray that it'll rain. Pray that it'll rain. Back to Acts. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? I believe it meant that salvation is here. Others mocked. Verse 13 of Acts chapter 2. Others mocked and said, Remember, ten days before today, Jesus is standing on the mountain and he's ascended up into heaven. Some worshiped, but some still doubted. Others mocked. They were just full of wine. They had their minds and their thoughts on the things of the world oh I want my mind and my thoughts on the things of the kingdom Tara you can come on back up and close us with prayer does anybody need prayer today does anybody need a touch from heaven the Bible says here if anyone's sick 
Let them come before the church and we'll pray for you. Anybody need salvation? The altars are open. I'm praying for it. The Spirit of God's here. It's not God's will that any should be lost. While they sing today, I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to continue to plead with people. The Lord's dealt on your heart. Come to the altar and pray. Stand up, please.